0: Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com.
1: Gosh, John, I remember uh, attending a conference of um, a couple of men who just were so influential and they just intrigued me with their lives and their insight and their relationship with God. And I was sitting up in a balcony looking down. And after uh, same seat each day, of course, you know, with my Diet Coke and my little notebook and with leg room and in the back so that I could see all that was taking place. No problem there. And uh, I just remember that the five-day conference ended – And as people were leaving the hall, I found myself surprised and really overwhelmed by the emotion of just, I just so wish, one, that I was that man, and then secondly, that I had men like that in my life accessible, and that if I could spend just 20 minutes with this man, it would change my life. I'd be set. I'd be on a trajectory. And there was just such a feeling of longing and even loss. I don't have that. And
0: I want it. It was a desperate cry to God. I want that. Yes. Yes. Welcome back to the Ransom Part Podcast. That was Craig McConnell. I'm John Eldridge. And we're talking about today longing for leaders, finding good leaders. And yes, that's the ache. That's it. I've been in that so many times where I've been in situations where I could see the leader from a distance. You know, uh, if I could only get time with them, if I could only be their disciple. And to be honest, I think even the deeper longing is, I wish they'd father me. Mm -hmm. And I think part of what we're describing is the famine of spiritual fathers and mothers and thus the series and thus what Jesus is trying to do. I think he's trying really hard to correct that because there has been a famine of men and women to whom um, people could you know, rally and find their under their care the kind of shepherding, the kind of leadership – that we all long for. You know, we want that. God wants that. So we're going to give today's podcast to just some thoughts on how to find that, how to find good leadership, and maybe also some thoughts on what to do in the meantime, what to do while you're under not good leadership. And I think the first thing I want to say right out of the gate is don't look for perfection. Hmm. I think it's available... But it's going to be a little messier than, than you'd desire. I know there's just this longing that we find that woman, that man, that church, that boss, that you know, teacher, um, whatever. And allowing for – they're out there. Mm-hmm. But it's a little messy because they're in process too. And so – Somehow it feels helpful to say, release some of the expectations of you're going to find it all in one place. You know, you're going to find that one leader, that one father, mentor, king, church, whatever, that's going to take care of it. And the truth is, as you get close to any person, you're going to see the clay feet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're going to see their flaws. And don't let that deter you in your search for good leadership. Don't let perfection, the perfect be the enemy of the good.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the perfect, John, I just think you're going to miss the leader God may have for you because your point of reference or evaluation is just so off. What you're looking for is someone who knows God's walking with God, bringing the kingdom. Yeah. And they may have some serious limps. Yeah. The other thing kind of tied in with that is oftentimes we have the leader either specifically that we would like to follow or we have kind of the thorough job description. And in this process of looking for the persons that God may have uh, lead and father and uh, kind of nurture you, God may have someone entirely different, an entirely different person. So there's really, again, this following element, follow Jesus.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Here's another surprising thing. I think that our listeners will find it surprising. Ask. Obviously, ask God, but ask them. I mean, if you're thinking of a particular woman that you love to spend time with, a particular man, you might be surprised how little they are actually asked for it. This is one of the stunning things about the age of the sage and a man and woman's journey. The Sage tends to be a pretty humble person by that point in their life. And it's just amazing how few people actually say, "Can we have coffee? Can I just hang out with you for a while? I just want to ask you some questions. Ask, take the risk. You might be surprised that they say, "I'd love to." Not always, not every time, you know, but ask, ask for it. You know, don't be shy. Yeah. Uh, that person that, whose style of living you've admired, that person that, you know, um, give it a try. Um, yeah, as we were praying about this particular podcast, we were asking Jesus, what do we need to make sure that we say around the realm of, I want to find that? What is it I'm looking for? And Jesus said that they love me mm. and yield to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is pretty irrelevant, frankly, to the folks that would listen to a Ransomed Heart podcast. But can I just get on my horse for a minute and say, please don't look for the slick. Don't look for the polish. Don't look for the pizzazz. The, you know, the phenomenal teacher, the, you know, amazing performance, the, you know, person who's leading the church of 20,000 people. And the reason I have to say this is because the world is just enamored with slick. Yeah, it's enamored with it. And it's so crept into Christianity. And, you know, Moses wasn't all that slick. Mm-hmm. Right. Joseph wasn't all that slick. Daniel, Jeremiah. I mean, you just kind of go through the disciples. Right. Peter, James, John. I mean, don't look for the slick. Look for people who yield to Christ because back to not perfection, regardless of their brokenness, if they're yielding to Jesus, things are going to go pretty well. In that organization, in that team, in that Mm -hmm. church, that, you know, they may be a very broken person, but if they're continually yielding to Christ in their leadership style and decision-making, et cetera, then that creates all kinds of room for Jesus to be there. And so you're not looking for slick. You're not looking for amazing. You're looking for holy.
1: Yeah, it's so good. John, just moments before we started this podcast. I simply asked Christ, what do we say to the person who wants to find uh, and follow a good leader? It was so cool. I mean, this is just so how central Christ is to all this thing, because it it was distinct and clear. I heard from Christ say, the first thing you need to know when it comes to finding a leader, our Father, is you've got one.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) You've got
1: one. Right. And he is committed and passionate about leading, fathering, training you. And he will not leave you as an orphan. He will not leave you alone. He will bring every resource you need to grow and to know him intimately and have a kingdom impact whether that's through books or movies or your reading of the word, personal encounters with him or somebody actually physical and visible that you you have in your life. But it just felt like Just that reminder that we have a leader, we have a shepherd, we have a father, and he is committed Mm. um, to not Mm. let us kind of be thrown about. Mm. Mm. And so we can converse with him, talk to him. We can ask him. Mm. We can lean
0: into that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You mentioned something in the previous podcast about I want to be – This kind of leader. And you said, don't do it alone. Um, Don't do it alone. And I think that will help you find good leadership as well. Meaning, are they alone? Is it a one man, one woman show? Mm -hmm. You know, flashing red lights. That's a concern, gang. You know, you're looking for, for good leadership. Even if we're just talking about the level of, I just need to find, you know, a good church to be a part of. I may never know this person, but I'm going to sit under their teaching and their leadership. Man, you want to look at their leadership style real quick and find out if it's just a one-man show, really? Mm-hmm. It's just a one-woman show, really? In fact, you know, regardless of what, maybe what the claims that are made, because you want to run from that, yeah. you know, somebody who's unaccountable to anyone else, and they're amazing, and they're talented, and they're gifted, and they're building big things. If it's a one-person deal, I guarantee you there's an iceberg ahead. It's going to be messy when the church hits it. Yeah.
1: And on that, don't you think we can trust our gut God and God's leading there? I mean, people can flock to a leader, yeah, you know, endorse and promote someone. But if you don't feel good about it, there's something inside mm-hmm. you. that mm-hmm. yep. nope, boy, you pray about that, respect that. Yeah, I think one thing – to say is a lot of us have been really hurt by leaders and we're hesitant to even look to find them. We've just kind of given up. We've gone cynical. And I think that's one of the ploys of the enemy is we've been wounded, let down, betrayed by leaders. And so we just kind of isolate and we kind of give up the search and I want to speak to the hopelessness there or the cynicism there and say you can't go there. You just cannot allow the enemy to use broken, fallen people to keep you from um, looking for the fathers, the leaders, the men, the women we need to prompt us to grow and to seek God and to interpret life well.
0: That's huge. That's huge, gang. So – Forgiveness mm. is going to be really important here, gang. Forgiveness of those who have offended you, hurt you, disappointed you, overlooked you, ignored you, not noticed you, used you. Mm. Forgiveness of yes. your former leaders. Um, let me give all of us a very healthy warning. The spirit of offense loves the church. Hmm. Offense loves to get in from people toward their leaders. Oh, it's just ugly. It's horrible. They didn't spend enough time with me. They didn't recognize me. You know, offense loves to get in to leaders toward their followers, you know. Oh, they're just so obstinate, stubborn, unhelpful, self-centered, and then, and then, and then we get offended that they're offended, mm-hmm. you know. And so offense gets an agreement. You know, you may think, well, I'm not offended, but the fact that they're offended at you makes you a little offended. You know, and so offense. Oh, friends, just beware the spirit of offense. Give it no place. Cut its head off. Send it to the judgment seat of Christ. And you're you're going to have to be vigilant against this because we are flawed people in a flawed world, and there's going to be plenty of occasion and evidence. For offense. So back to Craig's thought on don't let past experiences keep you from moving forward. You're probably going to have to do some forgiving so that you can move forward. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm there. I'm speaking to one who knows both sides of this. You're going to need to forgive and not give place to offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, John, like you, I have some... Stories of um, being under flawed kings and the impact, and it really is a mixed bag because, um, on the one hand, God was using these uh, kings over me for things to surface in my heart that God deeply wanted to go after in my my own pursuit of holiness—the anger, the frustration, the uh, rivalry the hurt, the loss, the disillusionment, so many things that are just below the surface in me. He used flawed kings to bring up and to really go after. And it was beneficial for me looking back, but in the midst of it, it just felt like they felt like the Antichrist. It just felt so clearly like these were abusers of power and authority and on gifted men that were just set upon harming. God's hand oftentimes seems to be in difficult circumstances and difficult relationships, and that's one dimension we just need to be aware of that you've already hit on is just what is God doing here in this season? And to be really discerning and to rely on Christ to interpret whether this is a flawed king that I need to remove myself from, kind of his realm and leadership. Or is God at work just surfacing, training, and you know, working things in and out of me that need to be done? But there's no mistaking that everyone has a prior story of being under a flawed mm-hmm. king.
0: Mm-hmm. And so in that realm, gang, again, walk with God. Don't judge. You don't want to go to judgment because judgment is obviously wrong, but it also just opens the door for all kinds of warfare. Ask Jesus to interpret. Is this the season to move? Is this a season to be shaped while I'm here? Some of you are in situations under flawed kings. You can't move because they're your boss. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're just in that situation now. What is Christ saying towards you in this season? Again, is forgiveness needed? probably on a daily basis, that's a good thing. That's actually a good thing. Forgive, keeping the cross between you and this person, asking Christ for deliverance you know, as soon as it can come. And in the meantime, when you're under a flawed king, you have to be cunning. Mm-hmm. You have to be cunning. You can't be naive in that situation. You have to be cunning with what you say, what you share. You really have to walk with Christ in that Flawed kings are usually pretty proud people, pretty broken people, and you don't want them to know what you think of them or it's going to go really miserably for you. And so it requires some cunning and some humility in that and obviously forgiveness, not letting offense in.
1: And, John, and just recognizing, again, that our battle is not flesh and blood. Right. I mean. He may be flawed, you may be flawed, but boy, there's just this enemy that loves to bring dissension, poison,
0: anarchy into God's kingdom and his people. Right. And here's a brand new thought, maybe for some of you. Why are you in their life? Hmm. We just tend to look at the misery side of it, but actually, what's the redemption side of it? Why are you in their life? Uh, young man i know just confronted his boss on his drinking discovered this guy is a closet alcoholic and obviously the pull is oh my gosh i'm out of here this guy's a farce a charade a charlatan it's the whole thing's a house of cards and but then christ said wait a second you know you're here for a reason you have the ability to speak into their life and you know confront his boss on it and that was an enormously redemptive and obviously courageous act so Maybe to change the perspective, Jesus, why am I here? Why do you have me in their life? I think we just want to close today's podcast, Craig, with something you were saying earlier about you have a father, you have a king, you have Jesus, you have a good shepherd. Ask him. Mm. Ask him to lead, guide, direct. Help me find good leadership. Help me live well under it. Help me to be a good follower. In my current situation, interpret, guide, shape, direct. And if you're in that famine place of, I just long for this, ask for it. Mm. Seek. You shall find. Knock. The door shall be opened. Right? Ask and it shall be given unto you. Like, just bang on the door. Be the persistent widow. Look for it. Follow your true shepherd to the places of leadership and mothering and fathering that he has for you. I'm John Eldridge with Craig McConnell. This is getting towards the close of a series on leadership. In fact, we're two more away from wrapping this series up. Hope you've been enjoying it. And uh, as always, for more, come to our website, ransomedheart.com.